following podcast is rated R. No ifs, ands, or buts. Meaning, listener discretion advised. an edition of Two From Hell. Always, I'm director Andrew Duran. And I'm Anthony T. And we are Two From Hell. What's going on, Anthony? How going, you doing, buddy? Doing very good, you? Oh, busy, busy, busy. Um, shooting a new uh, short film this August, so I've been, you know, spending a lot of time on doing that, you know, casting and all that stuff that comes with filmmaking. Besides that, I haven't really been doing much. Uh, it's, it's about it. It's been taking up most of my time. What about you? I've been pretty much getting ready for a trip, which I've already taken by the time you've heard this episode. So, as I was at Skiz That Care Weekend 8, if you want my thoughts on it, go to my other podcast, Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling Show. I believe it will be episode 82. That'll be later this month, hopefully. As I'm going to play a lot of catch-up with that episode. So that's going to be a fun episode. Because yeah. I've got that on the topic list. And SummerSlam to cover. That's right, yeah, WWE right. has a major pay-per-view coming up. Which I will yeah, not I, be watching live, unfortunately. Yeah, me either. I'm going to be at a, um, a Rob Zombie concert, so I'm not going to be able to catch that live either. I wonder if it'll uh, show any footage of the monsters at that show. Uh, I the um the set list, and he does play a trailer. And speaking of the monsters, why don't we start off with the monsters? Perfect. Uh, I'll start off with that. Um, I know. Um, you know, everybody has been having their opinions on the monsters and Rob Zombie in general. I um I like the angle he went with the monsters. Um, I'm very excited to see it. I, it came out on um, Netflix, and he put out a, um, a tweet or a post on Facebook and um, explaining because, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, running them out, the, the fake critics, and um, they were saying, like, he had, like, a $40 million budget on it, and he was just pretty much telling everybody they were insane for thinking that, um, and that it was going on Netflix the whole time, and that's the only thing that shocked me. I didn't expect it to go on Netflix. I was thinking it was going to go on Peacock because Universal and the... Uh, the rest of the, um, the the two seasons of the monsters are on Peacock, so that's where I thought it was going to head. But um, I mean, I'm okay with it going to Netflix. I don't care. Um, when we when we spoke about it, me and you, we um, when we first found out, we were bummed because we didn't think we were going to get Blu-ray for it. Um, and that's also not the case because he put out another trailer a couple days ago and he said we are going to get a Blu-ray with uh, special features and all that good stuff. So I'm very excited. I like how he, I like 
angle that he's throwing um, Lily and Herman first met um, as a fan of the Monsters. I think that's um, it, it's cool. It's different, and um, yeah, I think it's gonna be very successful. Honestly, yeah, I hope this is a very good film. It looks good from the trailer, but when I talked to you about this, I was like. It was like the end of days when I was talking about, why the hell is this film on Netflix? Yeah, it's like yeah. Netflix is like a sinking ship. It's like, why do you put films on Netflix? When you go on Netflix, there's a very rare chance you're going to end up having a Blu-ray release. Unless you're a Martin <laughs> Scorsese or someone of that caliber, you're not getting a Blu-ray release. And, you know... What makes me nervous about, you know, films going to Netflix is if they initially had a theater release and then, you know, kind of last second they backed out and thrown on Netflix. That gets me nervous. But, you know, learning that this was planned to go on Netflix the whole time, I, I have no worries. And I, I never really did. Once I knew Rob Zombie was doing the Munsters, I, um, he's like, I, you know, explained multiple times, you know, throughout the whole time he was filming is he's a fan of the monster. So I like the approach he took. I think it's cool. The only nitpicky thing I could really say is I'm not a big fan of Herman's voice. I think it's a little squeaky and, you know, um, Fred Gwynn had a, that deeper voice, but I mean, other than that, we're not really comparing. Have to see the but, whole film to judge. Yeah. But, uh, Daniel Roebuck is, um, amazing as grandpa. I'm going to say that. Yeah, even in the little trailers. He sounds just like Al Lewis. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, I think the casting for this film is very good. I can't wait to check this film out. Mm. I, it's, I was happy that I, there is a Blu-ray <laughs> release. Because if this yeah. didn't get a Blu-ray release, this would be the equivalent of a Quentin Tarantino film not being released in theaters. Because I always view Rob Zombie as a purist. Like Quentin Tarantino, that in theaters has to be on Blu-ray, has to be this. Now we know he did d just dumped this to streaming, um, which was surprising. We, we, uh, before it, it, you know, it all goes uh, hand in hand with what we were just talking about we, before we started filming. Um, you were talking about that they filmed dash cam on a, an iPhone, and I went into the whole thing and was saying, you know, the big false thing that you need all this professional high quality equipment to, to make movies is that's gone people are making amazing movies on their phones um movie theaters are, are i can i'm gonna predict in the next maybe four to five years are gonna really start to drop off because of streaming um just like you know back in the day when blockbuster started dying off because you know different situations um, I think the same thing with movie theaters. Um, people would rather sit in the comfort of their own home and just watch the movie on streaming than go out. So, you know, my prediction is, you know, four to five years. And Rob Zombie even said it in a, um, an interview uh, a few years back that he thinks that um, the movie theater trend is going to die. And I, I do think he's right. And I don't think they're going to be um, around much longer. I don't see it. The way everything's been going this year, I don't see it. Looking at box office numbers, I don't see it. 
But do we ever get the numbers of how much they uh, they make on the on the streaming services, or how much they get for selling? Uh, no, specific. Not on exactly. streaming. Yeah, we don't know. That's the problem. And then they charge you twenty dollars to watch the film. You know, who knows? You know, in the next within the next four to five years, they could come out with a brand new streaming service that just that you pay twenty five, thirty dollars a month for, and it plays all new movies that are coming out. That like something like that could come in and crush movie theaters. So you don't know what's going to happen until you know. You also got to make it affordable too. Because I don't see people paying $20 for movies. I just don't. Well, you think if I, if I go to the movies with me and my wife, that's $20 right there. What up, snacks? I go by myself. So if I, Yeah, so I, I usually take, you know, two, sometimes four people with me. So you're looking at $40 a ticket. So, you know, you get something where it's $20 to rent or it's $20 a month. That's, um, that's saving a shit ton of money. For people like you, you're saving. <laughs> People like me, it's costing more. It's true. It's true. It's gonna be some balance. Yeah. Um. Do you, when you go to the movie theaters, do you get any? Do you get snacks, drinks, anything? Once in a great while. Sometimes, then it, it would save you money if you if, if you get like you know because movie theater snacks are fucking expensive. Yeah. I went to the um when me and my wife went to go see the Black Phone. with you know twelve twelve I think it's twelve dollars a ticket so plus. Like uh, twenty four bucks. Um, then she got popcorn and a drink, and then that cost me twenty dollars. So it was like fucking forty something bucks. When I went to the new Apple Cinema, I think I paid like maybe like ten, twelve dollars for like one movie. Then paid seven dollars for a soda. But second time, I just paid like the ticket. That's it. Seven dollars for a fucking soda is insane. Yeah, it is. Um, it it really is. That's like. You know, I understand they got to make a profit, but that's fucking. They probably robbery. give you free refills, I would think. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't usually. Um, my wife gets snacks. I don't really get anything. You know, once in a while, I'll get um, I get something. But other plus, than that, the like thing is with this new cinema that I went to. Eventually, you're gonna be able to order anything from your seat. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Yep, and. I, I honestly, I hope I'm wrong. I like going to the movie theater, but I know there's a lot of people that rather just sit at home and watch movies like that. But I like um, going to movie theaters and watching it on a bigger screen. But it, I also wouldn't mind seeing something at home that I wouldn't necessarily go out to see. If you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I so, do still I have so the I, same thing. <laughs> When it comes to films, if it's not, if I don't see it in the first couple of weeks, I'm just waiting to streaming. Yeah, exactly. Um, did you see the uh, Halloween's End teaser? Yes. Looks very oh, good. It does, it does. I like the little, um, the little scrap between uh, Myers and Laurie. That's cool. Um, they didn't show too much, so that was very fucking kind of them. Yeah, but this is leading to a lot of conspiracy theories. Oh, I know, and I can't fucking wait. I, I can't wait. Um, or you would just tell me, um, God, uh, tell me what you, uh, tell everybody what you tell me before the show, because I didn't know I, this until you told me. I, th- I ran across a video that had, uh, 
one of the YouTubers saying that they were like two different Michael Myers masks. So rumor has it they may be a copycat in this uh, one. Weird. So two guys dressed up as Myers going around killing people? He, the original and the copycat, yes. And also I'm looking at a uh, bloody disgusting article. Makeup effects artist Chris Nelson similarly teased that the third installment in the trilogy is weird and different. Which probably supports this theory. That that glaring theory that came out. Yeah. If it's going to be weird and different, like, there's no telling what's going to happen. Yeah, but you wait to the the end of the trilogy, and then you get all fucking butt shit crazy. I don't know. This is David Gordon Green. Yeah. This is a guy who's about ready to do The Exorcist. I'm very excited for that. Very fucking excited for that. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Very fucking, I, I don't think he's. I, I, I mean, obviously, I could be wrong. Anything's, you know, possible. But for him to, you know, take Halloween and make this bizarre fucking ending to the trilogy would, I don't know, kind of blow my mind, to be honest. Yeah, it's just... The thing that's weird and different could be a lot of things. It could be yeah. more decisive than Halloween Kills. And we all know how decisive that is. Evil dies tonight. Yeah. If it wasn't for Evil Dies Tonight, that's it, that's a top ten film. Seriously. Yeah, that, that I, Evil Dies Tonight. I, uh, Halloween ends. If, if we, oh, you think we're gonna get more of that? I don't think we're gonna get more of Evil Dies Tonight. We're doing a four-year time jump. Yeah. So, boy, and it, if you watch the trailer, and if you watch closely, it looked like um, Myers was in some kind of underground cave or something. Yeah, and this is the theory. And there's another scene where the mask looks in very good condition. Huh. You know? Yeah, very interesting. I will send you that video after this episode yeah, is recorded. Up. I want to check that out. Um, I think that would be to uh, have like a copycat killer. I don't think I'd like that. This is just so weird. Some maybe it has to also deal with some guy getting framed too. It's like, uh, please. So Myers doesn't die at the end, which I'm gonna assume. I don't know. I think he dies at the end. Uh, but I, I mean, that's how the trilogy end. Either he dies or he somehow lives on and we go through another set of Halloween films. Because <laughs> why not? Then we then after this we can retcon the Jamie Lloyd trilogy. Would, it would be it would be pretty funny if he wasn't really doing the Exorcist, he was doing more Halloween movies. Yeah, it would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> 
Great. Some dire- like, other director, though. David Gordon Green's films, fucking Halloween 3. I still want to see Halloween 3 made into, like, a, a series. Oh, I don't want to. Don't of mention like, series. Because when you mention series, I think Stranger Things Fire 2 is still going on. Stranger Things made so much money. They on fucking, Netflix? Oh, yeah, they, they fucking... They did good. As I will talk about in my latest episode, that volume is still going on. While we move on to that, what are your thoughts on the season of Stranger Things? I liked it. Um, I thought it was great. Um, probably, it's probably tied for my favorite season so far. It's very good. For it. The only problem that I would really have is uh, the lengthiness of the episodes, but... You know, other than that, thought it was really good. Um, so what I want them to do, which would be really cool. So what they should have did with this, but if they're going to make so next season's going to be the last season, and if the final episode is going to be another two-hour episode, why not just you know release that as a like a film or something? I can see it being a three-four-hour episode. <laughs> oh, a bug. That last episode was like two and a half hours. Yeah, uh, yeah, two and a, two hours and twenty minutes, I think. It's like the Duffer Brothers <laughs> broke the rules of episodic television with this season because, like, no, no, sir, that wasn't a fucking episode. That was a movie. <laughs> Well, like I said, they broke the rules of episodic television because episodic television means shows under 60 minutes or less. It's okay to have a minute or two afterwards, but not when every freaking and fucking episode is 70 minutes here, 70 fucking minutes there, two and a half hours there, which is still fucking going on. It's like, I don't watch four fucking hours of volume two, and I don't want to do that for two episodes. Come on. I was really into it because, you know, I like Stranger Things, but I really had to, like, you know, smack myself and be like, come on, Andrew, pay attention, because some bots get a little, like, dragged out, so it's like, fuck, why are you doing this to me? Fuck Netflix, fuck the Duffer Brothers. And I'll say fuck Netflix because they should have done this weekly. This would have been a lot easier if this was a weekly show. I could sit through one movie per week. Not like binge watch two movies a night. That's like nine movies I could have reviewed for the best of 2022. Yeah, it's fucking, you know, bonkers, but... What is your favorite moment of this season? Oh, oh I I love the battle between Eleven and Vecna. Um, the final battle I thought was really great. I did. Um, I think Max, the, the scene with Max when she gets lifted up and you know she comes back to um, the crew. I thought that was that was amazing too. There was a lot of great scenes in this season. It's kind of hard to just pick. Ah, uh, yeah, that Max ones were good, great. But I'll throw you another one. Daddy Daycare Nightmare. 
That was just so fucking bonkers. You have this so much, everything's so frigging dark. And you get a scene where everything's just so humorous. With the kids. You got this, you got kids trying to make food, you got kids playing dead, you got one filming, you got one on top of a roof, you got the babysitter smoking the weed. And you get a father who's just sitting there on his computer, oblivious to everything. Yeah, that was pretty fucking great. That's well-timed humor there. And it kind of needed that scene. Because this was, I think, one of the most darker seasons of this show so far. It is going to get darker from here. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It really needed a scene like that in season four. That and I think the pizza place too. Oh yeah, that was great. Where they try when they try to go use the chamber. Yeah. At the, another California pizza. <laughs> yeah. But, I um, love Stranger Things. It's just I. They, they market it well, too. They market it well. It's just... Every movie did not... Excuse me. Every episode did not need to be a fucking movie. I'll go more into this. Listen to my latest episode, episode 80. I go more into this bullshit. As I still think volume 2 is still going on as we speak. Moving on to our monthly topic, our three favorite films of 2022 so far. You Do you want to start off, Andrew, or should I? Oh, God, man. You can, you can kick it off. I'll kick it off with number three, which is a very tough one, but I would have to go with Hellbenders. Now, this is a film that is the follow-up to the Adams Family 2020 film, The Deeper You Dig. It was a Shudder original film. This film plays more like a folk horror film that focuses on the elements of witchcraft as a central focus. As it's about a mother trying to shield her daughter from the outside world because she has powers that she can't control. And after coming in contact with a book, it really enhances her powers, which makes it Really troublesome because all hell breaks loose. As this point, she becomes like Carrie. Yeah. I like the fact that this film has very good acting. I like the fact that this film is directed very well by John Adams, Zelda Adams, and Toby Poser. It features great performances from Toby Poser and Zelda Adams. It had great cinematography. I also liked how the screenplay does a great job focusing on the mother-daughter relationship and how it deteriorates during the course of the film as the daughter becomes more rebellious to the mother. It's a very good film. Definitely check it out, whether it's on Shutter, on DVD, or on The Last Drive-In. Definitely check out Hellbender. 
I gotta check it out too because I haven't I haven't got to see that yet. My number three. So we're gonna. I can't wait to do this list again and at the end of the year because we got a lot of movies coming out. You know, September October. That's most likely gonna get added to our overall list. But um, so it's gonna be interesting going back in later to do this. But my number three is Allegoria, the new um film by Spider One. Did you get to see it yet? It just came out like yesterday. Oh, uh, no, but I will be reviewing that, I believe, next episode of my solo podcast. Yeah, so I'll I'll just dive into it briefly. I mean, it's very good. Um, it has, it's very, um, has like a, a heavy, independent feel to it. It's not very, um, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? Studio-like. Yeah, yeah, it's not very studio-like, and I, I mean, honestly, I think that made it better. I, I've seen, I, I follow uh, Spider on Instagram, so if you look down on his, uh, his pitches, you can see him doing stuff like applying blood himself, so he's, everything he does, uh, well, you know, everything he did was very low budget, so, um, the movie's great, it, uh, it's, uh, it's an anthology, so it's just a bunch of different shorts, and it goes around um, different uh, takes of art, like uh, script, uh, screenwriting, uh, screenplay writing, um, painting, um, etc. You know, stuff like that. Um, one of my favorite shorts from Allegoria was um, the the screen screenwriting uh, episode. I thought that was really cool. What, like, what would happen if your script talked back to you? I was really impressed with it, man. I thought it was really solid. The the effects in it were fucking pretty cool. It, you know, it had some good gory scenes to it. Scout Taylor Compton was in it. Her uh, part in the film was great, too. Yeah, I enjoyed it, man. I, I can't wait to uh, hear what you think about it. I thought it was fucking really good. Yeah, I can't wait to check that film out. I probably will check it out probably this week and have it up next episode of my podcast. Mm-hmm. The solo one? Yeah, well, I definitely wasn't disappointed by it. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of hype, you know, once I seen that, you know. Spite- and uh, from what I heard, that he was, I think these are like a collective amount of shorts that he was filming since 2020. So, he just put it all into one thing, which is pretty cool. Okay, my number two film is from probably one of my favorite directors. Gaspar No, who's done such great films as Enter the Void and Climax. If you do not know who Gaspar Noel is, he's done some of the most fucked up films you'll ever see. As they really play with your freaking mind. It's more psychology based. As his last film, Climax, was just one big mental fuck. Nice. And it's not even like slasher. It's like more psychological. His follow-up is a film called Lux Eterna. And this is like a 51-minute film. But it fits the definition of a full-length film. It starts off very slow, like a regular drama. But the last 20 minutes are like a mental mind fuck. With lights going all over the fucking place. This film has great performances by Beatrice Dalle and Charlotte Gainsbourg. 
It's such a great film. Gaspar No, it's just such a great visual, horrific storyteller. It's not for everyone. If you don't like horrific vision storytelling, you will not like this film. It's just... That last 20 minutes was just fucking insanity. With all the screaming... With this actress being tied up to the pole and, like, nobody going to help her. It's like... It's horrifying. Literally. Even though you don't see, like, blood or anything, it's just the imagery that's being produced. It's one of those art house horror psychological films where you cannot take your eyes off of the last 20 minutes is just insane and like you don't you don't always need blood to make a successful horror movie i know a lot of people think you do but you don't yeah halloween had no blood in it so yeah but, but this one you don't even i don't think have any character deaths or anything it's just the pure psychological torture mm. That drives this last 20 minutes. Yeah. That's what makes it the horror. Yeah. Well, fucking, you know, that, like, it's just like, uh, you know, misguided thing. I mean, blood and horror and gore and horror is kind of just goes together, but you don't, you don't necessarily need it. No, you don't. If you, you just can, need a good story. Yeah, if you can, you know take somebody's mind and really fuck it up with uh, a good story then you're in a good place you, you can have that plus you had two great actresses exactly you know strong actors and actresses are great because I think Charles Gainsbourg's worked on the Lon Von Tears films before too mm. who's another director that directs fucked up films Yep, and you know, I like shit that's dark and fucked up. That's just kind of my thing, so. It's pretty much 51 minutes of fuckery. That sounds good. What, it, where, uh, is it streaming anywhere? I'm not sure. It's a French film. It's in French. Okay. There's, um, I forgot what the name of the film was, but you brought it over, uh, over my house and we watched it together. It was, um, it was The Last Matinee. Yes. That movie was fucking great. And that, I believe, was, I think... I'm trying to think. Uruguay, I think. Hmm. That was a good movie. That was great, too. Yeah, that was great. Yes. So I want to check out the um, the movie you're talking about now, so um, sounds good. All right, your number two? Uh, my number two... And at the time of, you know, recording this now, if you haven't seen this probably pretty behind, which I, I don't think you've seen it, but you've been busy. Uh, the Black Phone. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Races. I still have not seen that film. That fucking movie is, uh, man, it's fucking incredible. Now, when they kept postponing this movie, I kept getting more and more excited, and um, <clears throat> I remember driving to the movie theaters on the uh, early screening of it with my wife, and um, I'm thinking in my head, oh, man, what if I got all this hype of this movie and it's not that good and I was so nervous about that and all the way up into the opening credits ended up watching it. It was fucking phenomenal, man. Uh, Ethan Hawke is... He's he's fucking 
not only is he having a fucking amazing year, but he's just an amazing fucking actor. Uh, he is great. Um, the movie's fucking spectacular. It has, I, it is, it is gory, but like, it's not like 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre gory. It's, it's, it's gory in its own way. Um, the actors and actresses in it are amazing. I thought the storyline was great. I even liked the like the little cutscenes or my uh, because it, it is from the um the same uh, people that made Sinister and Doctor Strange. So it's I like the little cutscenes in between. Like it brought me back to you know when Sinister came out and they you know when they had the little video clips playing for Bagul. Yeah, yeah, it, it was the same. It, they kind of added those into the black phone. It was really cool. I like there was like one thing I didn't like about the movie, but it was very nitpicky and it's not a, it wasn't a big enough deal to say yeah that kind of ruined the movie for me. There was a lot of uh, a jump scares in it, which I'm not I'm I'm usually not a big fan of uh, jump scares, but for that for this movie it works. Um, it's it's very eerie, you know, because when you put you know the kids and kid you know you know basically the movie is about Ethan's character and he plays a kidnapper and you know he kills kids so when you add that together it's really like especially because i have kids so it's like oh fuck it's crazy very good movie man it should be soon obviously i honestly i think soon it should be coming to streaming it's it's been i know uh, it's available on voodoo and other platforms that's for sure yeah i know you can you can buy it or something or rent it but um it's, fuck, I don't remember when it came I'm out. I'm not paying Queen Alice for that. Did it come out with June? Uh, I think late June. Yeah, oh, I yeah, know late- it, it crossed 30 days because it's on Voodoo and other streaming platforms. Yeah, it should definitely be coming out soon. You know, like, without fucking luck, it could come out, you know, tomorrow. Yeah, they can throw it out I, tomorrow. I, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. It should definitely be coming out soon, though, if it's not already out by the time you're hearing this. Yeah. So, one thing I know is my number one and your number one, I think, are the same. Yes. So, what's cool about this is we can talk about this together, and then we can talk about the new news about yes. this movie. So, go ahead, kick it off, because we get the same one. Yeah, both of our number one films is X. X, 100%. This was just a great film. Yeah, it's going to be hard to top. Seriously. I think seriously it's going to be hard to top all year. I mean, I know we got some fucking movies coming out. You know, Halloween Ends comes out. Um, Terrify 2. Terrify 2. Which, uh, honestly, that's we'll talk about that at a different time because I think the hype for Terrify 2 died down a little bit. Well, it did for me personally. But um, but Terrify 2 is coming out. But that's not going to that's not gonna punch out the hype of, uh, of X. I don't think so. Um, the only movie that I think is going to be able to compete with X is Ends. And or maybe Pearl. Pearl. Oh, yeah, Pearl, because that's coming out this year, too. Yeah, now we, yeah, we found out that's coming out this year as well. It's fucking incredible. So, like, you, you, so, we had X in the beginning of the X. That came out in, what, February? For March, I think. March, yeah, I think February, March. So that came out then, and then uh, Pearl comes out in... September. September, so, you know... That's crazy. And I the fucking trailer for Pearl 
was fucking amazing. Yes. Fuck, Mia Goth is fucking incredible. And I honestly cannot wait to see her shine for like the next, you know, 10, 15 years because she's going to. Yeah, here's the thing. This was shot back to back. Yeah, and like without even like, so I heard. I didn't. I didn't see X in theaters. I seen it when it came to, uh, you know, streaming. Uh, well, I rented it, not streaming. But um, fuck, I lost what I was gonna say. You heard that there was a trailer played at the end of the film. Yeah, and I. I didn't see that, so, like, I, I remember going to search for it, and it wasn't on YouTube, and fucking, here comes the news, uh, the poster release of Pearl, which is cool, fucking trailer comes out. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, like, without, it was like, I just remember scrolling my fucking Facebook, and I see a picture of Mia Goth, and it's, you know, as Pearl on a red, I'm like, whoa, is this, and it says Pearl, I'm like, whoa, is this real? And then it's fucking, you know, like, once stuff starts going everywhere, like, bloody disgusting starts posting it, fucking all of them guys. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, this is the real fucking deal. And then I, I was reading a little um, write-up on it. It said, the trailer releases the next day. And I was like, let's fucking go. My jaw dropped. I literally yeah. thought they were going to do this early next year. Yeah, I well, I, I definitely thought I was under the assumption that we were going to get a trailer this year sometime. And then the movie was going to come out next year. Yeah, not trailer and movie. But they're like, no, no, fuck you. You're getting the trailer, the fucking movie and everything. And I'm on an X overload because I thought X was fucking phenomenal. And I'm still, you know, high on it. And now they're going to release Pearl. And I'm like, you motherfuckers. I know that feeling. You motherfuckers. Like, I am. I'm very high on the first movie you put out. You, and I'm not mad. I'm not mad that he's coming out with Pearl this year. I'm fucking ab- I'm absolutely excited through the fucking roof. But he could have spaced it out. I, I don't know if this was an A24 decision. I, I Strike why the iron's hot. Yeah, I... Uh, fuck yeah, I guess, man. Because, you know, if Ty... If Pearl is as good as X, which... I think it's going to be just as good. Ty West is going to be fucking blowing the up. Man up. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be the man on top. And you know what I found out? That X was uh, Mia Goth's first leading role. Yeah, I know she did supporting roles in Suspiria and a yeah, chair the, for wellness. Yeah, but this this was her uh, first leading role. And uh, I think she fucking, she nailed it, man. Both roles. Both roles, yeah. And the the fucking trailer for um for Pearl was great. You've seen people get set on fire. She's fucking it's a very graphic trailer. Pretty much got fuck everyone up in that film. It looks like. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I gotta watch a couple of trailer breakdowns. But did you see when she's in the um in the bathtub and she's taking a it looked like a grandfather or something. She kicks the water on him. She just wants him to die. Did you see the guy that she was talking to? I was under the assumption that maybe that's her husband, Young. I'm not sure. Probably. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The I'm projectionist, sure. I think, is her husband, I think. Yeah. yeah so, or soon-to-be husband. Yeah, probably not husband at the time, but yeah. But that's going to be pretty fucking cool. I want to see how he ties into the story, because, you know, the trailer just showed Pearl fucking people up. And they're still fucking... 
it's cool because this uh, Pearl takes place in fuck what was it nineteen twenties I think twenties yeah yeah the twenties and that's right because X was in was the seventies seventies yeah so the twenties and there's still it's kind of the same basis it's about um you know pornography and she wants to be uh you know just noticed in so now the same way Maxine was in the film. Yeah, so, and then the thing I was reading is he didn't uh, make anything for the third, uh, a third film, but there is uh, very high hopes that he does do another movie. And I would probably guarantee it's going to be called, like, Maxine. Yeah, because you still have, because they did leave the door open at the end of the film. That whole TV thing in the background... Yeah, that was her dad. Yeah, so I'm fucking... I'm I'm fucking excited, man. I'm yeah, excited I am too. This has been a... You know, overall, so far, I know, like, you know, halfway through, this has been a strong year for horror, and we still got a lot to go. Now we got Ends, we got uh, Rob Zombie's Monsters, Pearl. VHS 99. There you go. Um, yes, this, is, this has been a strong year for horror, uh, horror films. Yeah, it's gonna. It's just gonna continue. And then I just seen um, last night actually that uh, they put out a release date for the uh, first Exorcist movie out of the trilogy. It's gonna be next October. Ah. So, yeah. This has been a strong year for both mainstream films and horror films. Yeah. I have not seen <laughs> that in like quite a while. That both mainstream and horror films, I'm talking about non-horror films, to, to be quite frank, yeah. are both on fire this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, I, everything's, you know, starting to get caught up from, you know, COVID and everything, so I think we're back on track. Yeah. Because, you know, what are we, yeah, we're, yeah, we're in 2022, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, 2020 was a waste. 2021 was kind of like... I don't know if we should release it kind of year. To fucking, you know, this year, and we're getting a lot lot of shit dumped on us. Yeah. So. It's been a very good year so far on both ends. Yeah, and even... And, I mean, for the most part, next year is looking fucking great, too. Yeah. I mean, you already got the, you know, the Exorcist is, the Exorcist is gonna come out. Fucking studded on that. <laughs> you know, the Exorcist is gonna come out next October, so you got that. Um, that's one big fucking major announcement. I know we got a, a couple, you know, new Marvel films coming out. Yeah, of course. Um, and you know, whatever else they announce within the cup next couple of months. You're probably going to get more... I think I got a new Ghostbusters film maybe coming out next year. Or is it the year after? I thought that was coming out this year. Oh, no, it was, 20, it was uh, December 2023. That's right. Next year. So, yeah, it's next year. Exactly. So, Ghostbusters 2. Um, yeah, so I think next year is going to be just as good. Yeah. It's just going to get better. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, it's it's not a... I don't like sitting here having to deal with uh, years where there's just bad material or one side is good, then the other side isn't. Yeah. 
So I'm fucking, I'm pretty excited. I mean, again, you know, like I always mention, the future of horror is strong. And I'm fucking excited to see what, um, what happens, man. And this wraps up our top three films of 2022. Um, now that we're off our uh, monthly topic, um, I did hear rumors that we're going to get more uh, Fair Street films. Yes, I did hear those same rumors as well. Good. Fucking first, phenomenal. And um, I'm fucking surprised it took this long. Well, you can get everything in order. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to rush things. If you rush things... Bad things can happen. Look at Halloween 5. They, they Halloween 4 came out one year, then the next year you had Halloween 5, which is literally an awful sequel. Yeah, yeah, not that great. So what do you got for other news, anything? That's about it. I do have, what have you seen lately? Honestly, I, uh, besides, I just watched The Northman the other day, but that's fucking it, man. I've been... So fucking busy, um, with with my new film coming out that I ha- haven't really got to do shit. Um, I'm excited to stop filming in you know, two weeks. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. I get a great cast, a great group of people. I, I love, uh, you know, one of my favorite part of making movies. You know, besides it's just something I love to do. But one of my favorite parts is getting to work with. Um, all these different talented people and you know when you get all you know when you get a bunch of people that's passionate about the same things you are in a group it's fucking it's amazing and i'm very excited the cast is very excited and that just makes me more happy when they're excited and they're happy i'm fucking you know 10 times more happy just because they're happy you know i I'm the director that, you know, I love giving people chances on um, doing new things, and I love just having a happy cast, man. It, it just makes everything go so much fucking smoother, and it's it's a it's a more rewarding feeling for me personally. It's great. But yeah, that's it. I only see the Northman, and I've been working on my... There have been a couple films that I've been watching lately. First... A film called Bloody Summer Camp. It's more like an 80s throwback to the summer camp type horror films. The stars Felissa Rose, Dave Sheridan. Very good film. Had fun time watching it. I'll go more into that film on episode 80 of Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling Show. As I did review that on the recent episode as part of the Scares That Cares Weekend 8 preview, as that film played at that film festival. I also got to catch Rob Savage's latest film, Dash Cam, which is being produced by... Wait for it. Wait for it. Jason Blum. And Blumhouse Productions. Now this I found very weird. Jason Blum producing a film that is shot on an iPhone. It's the future, man. Gotta love Jason Blum. He's the fucking, probably the powerfulest man in the horror genre right now. Yeah, he has, it is, hands down. 
There's no one even close. No, 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 no. He's he's built a fucking a fucking horror empire. You can't you can't touch what he's done. And it's like it's fucking insane, dude, because these guys have the ability to bring anybody back they want to bring, get any franchise they want, and they fucking do what they want. It's it's outstanding. It's like Jason Blum's a billionaire that just likes horror movies. He's like, I'm going to take all my money, stop this fucking kick-ass company, and I'm going to make the fucking movies I want to see, you fucking cocksuckers. We're going to make Halloween. We're going to get fucking John Carpenter and fucking Nick Castle back. You know, we're going to make a down-the-line Nightmare on Elm Street, and I'm going to get Robert fucking England to play Freddy. Like, it's fucking... It's insane. And you can thank him for making all those comedy films... (laughs) In the Paranormal Activity franchise, as you put him. Bro, he... I, I was. If it wasn't for those films, you wouldn't get all these people back. Yeah, I, I was uh, watching an interview with uh, Ryan Turek, um, where it's from Blumhouse. Um, they, tried, they, they made an offer to buy Scream, but uh, Paramount said absolutely not. But they really tried to buy Scream. Yeah, they, and I bet you one wants Friday the 13th to freeze up. They're going to try to buy that. They're snagging that up before anybody snags that up. I and then they're going to buy Kate Hodder. Oh, yeah, because they, even when I was watching that interview, that in that same interview with Ryan, he said, um, yeah, we're going to be very interested in, um, you know, buying Friday the 13th once everything's all sorted out. Um, once that's all done, Blumhouse is going to own that. I, I don't think anybody's going to take that from them. Yeah, I don't think so, neither. It's amazing. Yeah, they they um they express their interest in um how much they love the um the Sathead Jason and how they want to do something with that. So I can definitely see another trilogy. Um, definitely see Kane Hodder coming back. And those guys apparently watch Shudder too, because they've produced Rob Savage's latest film, Dash Cam. If you don't know who Rob Savage is, he's the guy who directed Host. Remember the film that was shot on Zoom? Yeah, yeah. It's like now he's trying to buy up young talent, too. It, Dude, it, it's a smart fucking move. He knows, like, and I know these people are well aware. Filmmakers, there's not these old... Whoever thinks if there's anybody that is fully convinced that you can only make movies um, if you're from Hollywood, if you have only these, you know, big expensive fucking cameras, there is people out there making movies on iPhones that are fucking killing it, dude. And Rob Savage is killing it. He's made a film on Zoom in on an iPhone. He's like, fuck this stuff. I'm going to make movies the way I want. And you can, you can honestly take your phone, go get get a cast and a crew together, make a fucking very cool found footage film, and it could do amazing. Yeah. And it's a very it's good true. film. And it's Barker's. Yeah. It's about an anti-vax woman who goes to Britain to invade her own bandmate and steal his car and take over his food delivery. 
But when she accepts an unusual job driving a sketchy, sick woman to safety, she gets entangled with an evil cult she could not imagine. Now they're forced to fight for their lives against a supernatural creature intent on making her its next toast. This film is fucking bonkers. I did not expect this to be extremely bloody. You have decapitation scenes. You have a guy go through a windshield. A car explode. It was insane. For a film that was shot on a phone, nonetheless. Right. It's like, what the hell? It's like, Rob Savage went all out on this film. It's like making a $50 million film for under half a million. Let, let, let me pr- put something into perspective for you, alright? You know the singer Lady Gaga? Yes. She has a music video. Oh, on YouTube. It's called, uh, it's a music video for Stupid Love. That was filmed on an iPhone, okay? If you look into the credits, it says, it's from 2020, and it says, hashtag shot on iPhone, 151 million views. Wow. 151 million views. Whole thing shot on a phone. That's groundbreaking, record-breaking. That's insane. And another thing that I liked about this film was you also got live streaming comments, too. It's like you're watching yeah. a live stream of what is happening in real time. It's fucking It's crazy. It's markers. It is, man. What you can do, like, even, you know, a, a few years back, I was watching an interview with Rob Zombie, and he's like, um, you know, it's fucking crazy. We've come all this way, and you could make a fucking amazing movie on your phone. You know, yeah. the new the new the new camera on the iPhone is very fucking powerful. Their whole commercial and sales point was Hollywood in the palm of your hand. That was their selling point. Yeah. So I mean, fucking phenomenal, man. And the next film that I'm gonna highly recommend and it's an indie horror <laughs> film. It's a film called Final Caller. Is directed by Shot on Video Master Todd Sheets. This film went above and beyond my expectations. And it did that because literally I was expecting your normal, typical, average indie horror film. Have some fun. But this film does a really great job with the way it handles its killer the way it handles its main character, who is a shock jock, and it made him to be like this big asshole, works very well in this film. There's a lot of gore. There's a lot of twists here that, again, you can say is bonkers. It's one of those films where I can say I'm proud to support independent horror. I, I fucking think independent horror is, uh, well, you know, not only because, you know, I'm an, you know, independent horror director, but that's important to support, you know, people's projects. Yeah. This if was like, want, this was like ultra-violent. If you want, you know, good new content, 
then you got to give people a chance. You know what I mean? If you don't give people a chance, you're not going to get new stuff. Yeah. Great. Both. Both in independent horror and mainstream horror. Yeah, exactly. One of your best horror directors right now, and I know you don't like me saying it, is Jordan Peele. He produces original content. Yeah. And he's successful. Very successful. Um, but yeah. Uh... So, Final Call is definitely worth checking out. It's very gory... And it's just very bonkers. I saw the behind the scenes of this film because originally they had another actor play the lead. If that actor was in that film, that film would have been completely different. Because he would have came up as a typical radio talk show host. The actor that came in afterwards it's just a shock jock and that fit the character very well in my opinion sometimes you can have something go wrong in a film when one of your lead actors has to quit and ha- and it's a blessing in disguise Yeah, and yeah, it's that- the case with Final Caller yeah that happens very frequently. You know, you'll, you'll cast somebody and then they, something comes up or they can't do it. And it, it, sometimes, it, you know, it sucks and it always sucks to have to go back and, you know, grab somebody else. But it's sometimes, like you said, it's a blessing. And the funny thing is, if I did not see the behind the scenes, I would have never known that. Very crazy. Very crazy, this film business, I tell you. It's definitely Todd Sheets' best film. I definitely highly recommend you check out Final Caller. And that's all I got for films. Yeah, uh, and, you know, just a little plug. Um, I did release a little teaser clip for The um, the Devils 2, my new uh, short coming out. So definitely go check that out. But, yeah, other than that, man, um, that's it. Now, Nothing else? I'm ready to end this show. Alright, let's wrap this bitch up then. Next episode? I have no idea. I have Uh, no idea. We we, we just play it by year. Yeah, yeah, you know what? We're not going to tell you guys anything. Fuck that. Fuck Um, that. Yeah, fuck that. You tune in and you get fucking surprised. We'll be like, surprise, we got a guest. Or surprise, it's a top three. And if I feel like giving you who we have as a guest, I will do that. He's going to Joe Bob it. He's going to put out a little hint. That's what he's going to do. I'll put out, how about, that's a good idea. I'll put yeah, out Joe a Bob hint. Joe Bob it. Put out a I'll Joe Bob it. But then again, I'm one of those guys that probably believes in promoting big guests anyway, so. Oh, yeah, if it's a big guest, I'd, I we should probably promote him because that'd be yeah. you know, a hard thing to do. Yeah, probably a smart thing to do. Yeah. Because I'm kind of thinking about a guest the next episode. But we're not going to tell you guys shit. Yeah, we do, we can't. We don't want to tell you, then not deliver. <laughs> we're getting a uh, spoiler alert, Jason Bums, coming on the show. No, I don't think so. He's not coming on the show. If he did, he'd probably buy us out. Yeah. And replace <laughs> us. Yeah, replace us. With who? Robert England and Kane Hodder? 
With Bill Mosley and Richard Brake, probably. <laughs> yeah, produced by Rob Zombie. You motherfucker, you couldn't do that and keep us on the show? <laughs> Fucking Jason Plum. All right, man. Good doing the show. Fucking out of here. Yeah, man. I think this is one of our best shows. It was a good one. Yeah. It was a good one. What do you guys think? You fucking let us know. I mean, I, I've been on our, you know, social media pages. The we're we're up there in the, the ranks, man. We ain't no schmuck show here. I got people messaging me about the show. Please let me know too, because I don't get any messages. Yeah, I get uh, I get all the shit, man. But let us know. Like I, I was just on our fucking thing, and it's like one of our episodes reached like six hundred, seven hundred people. So that's good shit. Let us know. Don't forget to like us on social media as well, on Instagram and on Facebook at Two From Hell Podcast. Yeah. And don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify under Two From Hell Movie Podcast. Oh, that's what it's under, Two From Hell Movie Podcast. All right, because I remember when I was at that um, convention, you know, promoting my film, one of the uh, the vendors couldn't find us, so. But I think she just searched two from hell, and she said she couldn't find us until you know you came and you told her. Yeah, I gave her the doc discussions button. <laughs> Always right. go to docdiscussions.com too if you cannot find us on one of those three platforms. It's there as well. Thanks everybody that um you know came and listened, and thanks for you know supporting the show. It's fucking it's pretty awesome. Like I said, me and Anthony are having a fucking good time doing this, so. Well, have a good day, everyone. Later, Anthony. Later.